Thank you guys, really appreciate that. And uh, Merry Christmas. I know that last week was our officially our Christmas service, but um, yeah, since it was just yesterday, it's still fresh on my mind. <laughs> so I hope you guys had a wonderful time just celebrating the birth of Jesus. And um, as, as Janet had mentioned, you know, as she was leading worship, uh, we really want to focus on this day just being the last Sunday of 2021. And I think as we think about this last Sunday, I think a lot of us have a lot of different, you know, different feelings about 2021 and how it went. And I think Janet just kind of described it really well when they said there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs too. And I think that we see that in our lives, we see that in the lives of like the people that we know. But I wanted to focus on this last Sunday and talk about how we want to um, really kind of usher out the old and to bring in the new. And that's what I wanted to kind of focus in on today. And so um, when we think about the end of the year, I like to think about life in terms of seasons, right? So uh, Ecclesiastes talks about there's a season for everything, you know, a season to mourn, a season to laugh, a season to have joy. And I think that's really important for us to really think about what season God has us in. And I think that when, especially when things are difficult, it's really important for us to see what is God doing? You know, because if we don't have an idea about what's happening, what God is doing, it can often get very tiring and discouraging. You know, I had mentioned this last time that, you know, going on the second year of, of the kind of the pandemic and the impact it's had on our lives, it really feels like we're running a marathon, you know, and that's kind of the image that I had. It feels like, wow, we've been going a long, long time and it could get really tiring you know, kind of going all throughout, and then you feel like you're trying to persevere and trying to have a good attitude, trying to be thankful with all the negative things that are kind of happening. But as things keep going on and again and again, and you hear about other news, it's really hard for us to maintain a spirit of being positive and faith and having joy and all these different things. And really the thing that I think is the most important is we need to be grounded in what God is doing. If we can't see God in what we're going through, it can be very discouraging. And so I really want to encourage us on this final Sunday is to ask that question, Lord, what are you doing? So I did that. I did that this past week. And then I asked the Lord, what have you been doing? You know, so for me personally, what have you been doing? What have you been doing in this church? What have you been doing in the country and in the world? Because we're all kind of going through it. We're all experiencing that. So asking the question, what is the Lord doing? Okay, so he gave me this phrase, out with the old and in with the new, right? So we want to take out the things that uh, really don't belong, and we want to usher in the things that do belong, okay? So when we think about that idea of ushering out the old and bringing in the new, I want to start with the new first, okay? So what is the thing that I feel like the Lord wants us to start engaging in, okay? So let's look at this passage as we talk about that, and the thing that I really felt like he wanted us to focus on is in Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. I think one of the things he's been really emphasizing to me is faith. And I think our faith has been challenged. And I think our faith has really, uh, really kind of the rubber meets the road time where we really see like, Where's our faith in all of the things that are happening? And one of the things that I was asking the Lord about is like, why does this keep going on? You know, we had 
you know, the coronavirus, and then we had all the different variants. We had the Delta, and now the Omicron, and all these different variants. And I'm like, when is this going to end? You know, and that's the flesh part of me that wants it just to be over. But then when I was asking the question, why is it not over? And I feel like the Lord's saying, there's still more I want you to receive. And there's still more I want you to step into. And I think there's things that he's been stirring in us and asking us to make different decisions. And some of us haven't been doing that. You know, we just feel like, I just want it to be over. And the Lord says, I don't want it to be over until you receive what I have for you. And I think that's why it's important to ask this question, Lord, what are you doing? So that we can engage in that and step into that. So we can really not just be waiting and looking and waiting till the time is over, until this year is over, until the pandemic is over, whatever is over, because it's easy to do that. Like, I just want to wait until this is over. Versus, what are you doing during this time so I can fully engage and be a part of what you're doing and not just wait for things to pass? So one of the things he was, help, was helping me to see and to help focus on is this area of faith. And so when I think about faith, I think about this passage in Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is kind of like the definition of faith that uh, the Bible gives us, which is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of th things not seen. I don't know about you, whenever I look at this verse that talks about faith, I kind of get discouraged a little bit. Because when you look at the words that it talks about with faith, it talks about assurance and conviction. And when you look at like the other translations, it talks about confidence and different things like those kind of words about assurance about things that you hope for and conviction and confidence in the things that you don't see. And I feel like I look at that definition and I'm like, do I have any faith? Like, do I have that assurance and confidence? And I feel like if that's the measuring stick for our faith, I feel like a lot of times I'm lacking, lacking in my faith. But I want to share with you a couple of things the Lord's been speaking to me about faith that really helped encourage me. Okay, so one was, this is something that Jesus spoke about in terms of faith. And he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains, right? Do you remember Jesus talking about that, talking about faith? He said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, which is the smallest of seeds, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can do miraculous things. You can see miraculous things happen into your life, that mountains will be moved, that trees will be uprooted and thrown into the sea. And this is the thing that Jesus talks about in terms of faith. And so when he was uh, speaking this and bringing this to mind, when I was thinking about my own faith, he was encouraging me because he was saying to me, sometimes you feel like you have zero faith. You have no faith. But then he said, but you're not far off from a mustard seed. It only takes a little bit of faith to see God do miraculous things in work in your life. So he said, if you have zero, you're not far off. You only need a little bit. So even if you're at zero, you're not far away is what the Lord was telling me. And that really encouraged me. That really encouraged me to think, even though at this time I feel like I don't have a lot of faith, I don't have assurance, I don't have conviction, I don't have confidence in the things that are going to happen. And the Lord is telling me, that's okay. You're not far off. You're not far away. You're not far away from me doing miraculous things in your life, for you to experience mountains moving in your own life. You're not far away from that because it only takes a little bit of faith. It only takes a small opening for God to come in for him to do miraculous things in our life. We have to be encouraged that we don't have to have 
all of the faith all at one time. We don't feel like we have to have the faith of Abraham or these different people who did these miraculous things that we hear and see in the Bible and we see in other people's lives. And you're just like, wow, I wish I had faith like that. And that's how we feel and that's how we feel discouraged by that. And I think the enemy uses that to kind of discourage us and feel like, wow, when am I going to grow in my faith? When am I going to mature in my faith? When am I going to have more faith? And I pray that a lot. Like, I want to have more faith, Lord. But the Lord was encouraging me and saying, like, you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. And you don't need to compare either, right? You don't need to compare and you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot of faith for me to do a lot of work in your life. And when I thought about that, that really encouraged me. That really encouraged me because we see how much grace God has for us. He doesn't require us to have, like, if you scale from a scale from 1 to 100, 100 being, like, the most possible faith. He doesn't require us to be at 100 or even a 90 or an 80. or it Really, it's an F, right? If you think about that scale, we can be having an F in this situation. We could be at a 5% or a 10% or a 1%. And God said, that's enough. You feel like you're failing. You feel like the world says you're an F. You feel like you're an F, but that's not true. That God only needs a small amount of faith, a mustard seed amount of faith. And what does the Bible say that he can do with that? He can move mountains. He can move the things in your life that have not been moved, the things that you thought were impossible, things that you're so discouraged about because there's no movement happening. There's nothing changing in this, this situation or this relationship or this circumstance. There's nothing happening. And you feel so discouraged and you feel like, I don't have this Hebrews 11.1 faith. But I think the word for the Lord is us, for us today is, that's okay. You just need a little bit. And that's where God provides a grace for us. We only need a little bit of faith to be able to see God do miraculous things in our life. So when I think about uh, 2021, and you can throw in 2020, 2020 in that same mix, the past two years, one of the things I feel like he's asking us to usher in more is faith. To not be discouraged about uh, the defeats we felt, not be discouraged about the failures we've experienced, but to realize we just need to keep stepping forward and to have a small amount of faith. To give God a little bit of space so he can move. I really sense that this is why he's allowing things to occur. One of the things that he was also encouraging me in is that faith, really when we want to grow in faith, we're going to feel resistance. Okay? If you don't feel any resistance, there's no faith. If you feel like everything is coming easy, everything is happening for you, everything, all this fruit is coming out, all these blessings are coming out, if you are experiencing that, it requires no faith. Where is faith required? Faith is required when things are going wrong. Faith is required when bad things are going on in your life, when difficulty is happening. That's when faith is required. That's when we need to have and demonstrate faith is when hard things are happening, when negative things are going on in our life. That's when we need faith. So when we experience that, when we have that, that's okay. That's when faith starts to grow. That's the environment that we have faith to grow in. That's where we have opportunity for us to demonstrate faith and to let God come in. That's for us to grow in our confidence and our assurance. 
It's when we feel resistance, when we feel like we can't do it, when we feel like we're at a loss, that's when faith happens. So if you're in that situation, you're in a good place. You're in a good place for God to grow your faith. You're in a good place to experience God's miraculous work. You're in a good place to see God do the things you can't do. For you to experience all the things that you're unable to do or unable to accomplish, God can do those things. How does that happen? That happens when you're in an environment of faith. And I think the past two years, we've been in an environment of faith. A lot of difficult circumstances, a lot of difficult situations, whether in our life or other people's lives that we know, a lot of different situations. And I see all of those God saying, this is your chance to receive. This is your opportunity to receive from me. This is your opportunity for me to show you, to help increase and strengthen your faith, your confidence and your assurance in me and your conviction in me. This is your chance. And we need to see that. We need to see all the things that are happening, all the things around us, and say, this is our opportunity. This is our opportunity to receive from God. This is our opportunity to exercise our belief. This is our opportunity to, to put our foot down and say, this is what I believe. I believe in God. I believe that he's bigger than anything that we go through. I believe that he's bigger than any circumstance, anything that the world feels. God is bigger than that. And I want to say, I want to believe that. This is our time to make that kind of declaration. And when we do, our faith will grow. We need to see this as an opportunity to step into our faith. And when we do, we're going to see God move. We're going to see him move. All the times I look in my life when God was moving and doing a lot of different things, it's when I was able to exercise faith. And so that's my encouragement to you as we end 2021 and enter into 2022, Focus in on our faith. See these as opportunities for us to grow and to not be discouraged by that, but to be encouraged when we're going through that. This is God's opportunity. to uh, He's inviting us to meet him and to show himself to us. Okay, so that's the ushering in the new. What about ushering out the old? Okay, so I think that there are some things that we experience this year that God does not want us to take into the new year. There's some things that we've been carrying, there's some things that we've been experiencing, some things we've been going through that God does not want to take with us into the new year, right? If you think about going on a trip and packing your luggage, this should not be in your luggage. Don't carry this into the new year, okay? So I was asking the Lord that question, okay? What is it that we've been carrying that you don't want us to carry into the new year? Okay, so he gave us this passage in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. I think one of the things he does not want us to carry into the new year is fear. And I think that fear is really the opposite of faith, right? So when we think about faith and what is the opposite of faith, opposite of faith is fear. Because both are in competition for your future. Both are in competition for what you're going to think about. Both are in competition of how you're going to perceive things and look at things. Both are in competition of what you think is going to happen, either immediately or tomorrow or the next day or in the future, in the short run or in the long run. Both are in your competition to see, like, what do you believe is true? 
What do you believe is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen in the future? What do you think is going to happen in the present? Both are in competition. Fear and faith, they're in competition. Okay? But with the encouraging part, when you look at 2 Timothy 1.7 is, when we're experiencing fear, one thing you can be sure of, that's not from God. That's clear in this passage. God didn't, gave us a spirit not of fear. So if you're experiencing fear, this doesn't come from God. If you're experiencing this, you can be confident this is not coming from God. So then the question that I have is, if it's not coming from God, then who is it coming from? If you're having fear and you ask the question, where is this fear coming from? And it's not from God, then where is it coming from? Well, I think that's the question we want to look at. Is it coming from the world? Is it coming from what we hear from other people? Is it coming from people that we know? Is it coming from their fear and the thing that they're experiencing? Are we receiving that from them? Is it coming from ourselves? Is it coming from the enemy? There's a lot of different sources of where fear can come from. But I think the one thing that we need to be sure about is it's not coming from God. God doesn't want this. He doesn't want us to live in fear. He doesn't want us to experience things. So if we're experiencing fear, that's the one thing we can be sure about is it's not coming from God. And when we look at the other sources where it's coming from, that's where we need to have very clear in our minds saying like, it's coming from the world. It's coming from the fear that the world is carrying. And that makes sense to me because a lot of the world, and especially the media and stuff, they don't know God. They don't have God. They don't know Jesus. So they should be fearful. They should be fearful, especially in times like this. It makes sense that they're fearful. But the question is, do you want to receive that? Do you want to receive the fear that they have? Do you want to receive that? Do you want to receive the fear that they have because they don't know the Lord? Does that make sense for you? Is that something you want to receive? Because it's a choice. You don't have to receive it. You don't have to receive that. But you have to recognize it. If you don't recognize this is happening, then you're just going to be like, it's like secondhand smoke. You're just like walking around and it's right in there and you're just breathing it in. Right? If you're not aware it's going to happen, you're going to be affected by it. We have to be conscious and aware. Where is fear coming from? If it's not coming from God and it's coming from the other sources, you need to be aware. If it's where it's coming from the world. If it's where if it's coming from other people around you. It could be even in our own household or in our family. People that are fearful. People that are going through and experiencing fear and going through fear for a long time. And if you've had fear before this pandemic, it's going to be even more. Right? It's not like those things weren't present before. It's just because of this time, it starts getting exposed and starts getting magnified. If you're around those people, you need to guard and protect your heart and your minds and your spirit and say, I can't receive that. I can't receive that. And so it's hard. You feel like sometimes you need to distance yourself a little bit from some people like that. I think that's okay. I think that's okay to have some time where you need to separate a little bit and say, okay, I need to refocus. And I need to say, I can't keep receiving what they have. It's not my job to carry their fear. It's not my job to take care of their fear, right? They have their own relationship with God or their own life. I can't do that for them. And I shouldn't do that for them. I can't carry that. 
And so I think that's this important thing we need to recognize. Are we receiving it from the world? Are we receiving it from other people? Or are we receiving it from ourselves? Are we generating the fear? I was reading a, a research study this past week, and um, they had done this survey and with all this uh, group of panel people, and all these people had gone through a lot of fear and anxiety. Okay, so they'd all gone through some traumatic things like experiencing a lot of fear and anxiety. And so they were kind of tracking this group and, and asking different questions of this group. And it was so interesting, the end result of this research study they did. Because they said at the very end, after you had gone through all of these things that you're so worried about, so fearful about, so anxious about, they're asking this question, how many of those things that you are worried about or anxious about actually happened? You want to know what they said? 85% said those things didn't happen. 85% of the time, they were fearful and anxious about something. It was about something that actually never happened. 85%. That number kind of shocked me, right? Because I, I always had that sense that that was true. A lot of things we're fearful of actually don't happen. Right? But the longer we allow it to sit and resonate, as long as we allow it to make camp inside of our heart and our mind, it's going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And the sad part of that is that it's grow bigger and bigger and bigger about things that actually aren't real, that actually will never happen. And that study just really kind of confirmed what I really felt all along, that that's true. And, but that number still shocked me. 85%? 85% of the things that we're fearful of or anxious about actually never happen, you know? And it's very sobering, right? It's very sobering to think that we come to believe in or worry about or allow those things to get bigger and bigger about things that will actually never happen. So they're actually not even real. But we've created them and we've given space to that, and it's caused by fear. It's caused by allowing fear to remain. It's caused by allowing fear to set in, and we don't do anything about it. We just let it sit, and we let it have its way, and we let it come. It's interesting, 1 Timothy 1.7 says that fear is a spirit. It's something in the spiritual. This is something that's not physical, but is a spirit. It's real. There's something spiritual happening when we engage with fear. We know that it's not from God, he says he hasn't given this kind of spirit, but it is a spirit. Spirit, that fear is a spirit. And if we allow those spiritual influences to keep on having a place in our life, it's going to affect us. We have to be more aware. We have to say no. Because we still have the ability to choose. We can choose to stay in fear. We can let fear have its way in us. We can continue to allow those things to, to keep rolling in our mind. And I think one of the worst things we do that we think is, is helpful is we keep thinking about it. Think about the things where we're fearful. And we think about reasons we shouldn't be fearful. Oh, I shouldn't be fearful because this and this and this. Oh, it'll be okay. Da, 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 da. But really what we're doing is we're continuing to stay in fear. The better thing, and we've been talking about this before, the better thing is to not try to engage fear or to try to battle against it. It's to replace it. And that's what 1 Timothy 1.7 does, right? He says, I haven't given you this kind of spirit. I've given you another kind of spirit. I've given you a spirit of power and love and self-control. Other versions, like the KJV says, a sound mind. 
This is the kind of spirit I've given you. So instead of focusing on the fear, replace it, saying, this is what you've given me. And when we think about fear and saying, like, God hasn't given me this, he has given me this. He has given me power. He has given me love. We know in the Bible that perfect love is what casts out fear. He's given me self-discipline. He's given me a sound mind to be able to recognize and to see this is not from God. These are from other people, and I don't want to receive it. I don't want to receive it. And if you have received it, we can confess and repent of that. But in the future, we want to draw that line and say, I don't want to receive that anymore. You know, they can choose to do that. The world can choose to do that. Other people can choose to do that. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to choose this anymore. I'm not going to choose fear anymore. I don't want to carry fear with me into the new year. I want the new year to be a new year. I want the new year to be a redemption, a renewal. I want the new year to really reflect that. And so to do that, we can't carry all the junk that we have from 2021 into 2022. And one of the primary things where I feel like the Lord is telling me is fear. That we don't want to carry this with us into the new year. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to have us uh, take communion. And uh, I want us to take communion. And when I want to, well, I want us to do it a little bit differently uh, from before. So what we're going to do is uh, we have the elements here on this table. And uh, the worship, I want to invite the worship team to come up. And when the worship team is going to play a couple songs, and during that song, uh, during those two songs, I want you to really just start by praying. And praying and asking the Lord the question that I asked the Lord. What is it that you want me to not carry with me into 2022? It could be fear. It could be things that you've come across. It could be other things. And then what do you want me to receive instead? What are the positive things that you've been doing? What season do you have me in? What do you want me to receive? What do you want me to take with me into 2022? So um, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to just kind of leave it open, like I said. So anytime you're ready, you know, just kind of pray and then engage the Lord. And whenever you're ready, just come up on your own and, you know, take one of the, the cups. So the cups have like a, a little wafer on the top. You just need to peel the top off and you get the wafer. And then you can open up the cup too. So if you remember for a communion, for those that are believers in Christ, this just really acknowledges and really highlights what Jesus did for us. He's the reason that we don't need to be fearful. He's the reason that we can break all of these things that we've been carrying. So when we take the bread, we think about Jesus' body that was broken for us. And when we take the cup and the juice, it's representative of his blood that really covers over us and cleanses us. Jesus, think about when you're taking communion, this is going to cleanse you from all the negative things that you've been receiving throughout this year. So as we take communion, take it with that. Receive that. Receive his body and his blood that breaks you free and that cleanses you from all the things that you've been carrying. So Lord, we want to just recognize you right now. We want to thank you for Jesus. And as we end 2021, we want you to be the focus. We want you to usher out all those things that don't belong that we've been carrying 
and usher in everything you want us to receive from you during this time in this new year. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.